Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, four lines wide open, of course. And uh, generally, the first hour is easier than the second hour. So if you want to get online now, feel free to do it. And as usual and customary, we usually talk about technology news. And, you know, Bob, you've got something there you're kind of concerned about. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Which one did you want to start with? I don't know. I got so many. I know. Um, we got a Chinese company charged with stealing trade secrets from U.S. chipmaker. Really? The U.S. Depart- uh, Justice Department on Thursday swung hard at China mm. with a uh, one-two punch intended to counter industrial espionage. Okay. The first, first, the agency unveiled charges against Chinese and Taiwanese companies and individuals for allegedly stealing trade secrets, mm-hmm. okay, uh, related to the semiconductor technology. These, uh, that case involves Idaho-based Micron technology, which most of us that work with computers have heard of. Oh, yeah. Uh, second, Attorney General <laughs> Jeff Sessions announced uh, an initiative to address Chinese cyber attacks and corporate spying on U.S. companies. Mm-hmm. Chinese economic espionage against the United States has been increasing and has been uh, increasing rapidly, se- Sessions said in the statement. We're here today to say enough is enough. We're not going to take it anymore. Hmm. Relations between the U.S. and China has been tense in a wide range of areas touching on technology and the economy mm-hmm. in recent months. The U.S. has taken action against Chinese phone maker ZTE tied mm-hmm. to international trade activities and against networking giant Huawei, Huawei. <laughs> over national security concerns. In the, yep. in the last year, the Trump administration and the government in Beijing have imposed a series of trade sanctions on an extensive array of goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Trump has also uh, accused uh, China of engaging in propaganda campaigns over social media, mm-hmm. similar to what Russia and Iran have done. Hmm. Lawmakers have pushed back on those allegations, asking Director of National Intelligence Dan Coats to provide evidence of Chinese in- interference. Yep. Now, in the Micron case, mm-hmm. um, state-owned chipmaker Fijian... Jinhua, Taiwan Semiconductor United Microelectronics Corporation, UMC, and three Taiwanese nationals stole trade secrets from chipmaker Micron. Right. One of the nationals served as chairman of a company Micron acquired in 2013, the Justice Department said. He became the president of a Chinese branch under Micron Mm. and resigned in 2015 to UMC, which is publicly traded. It goes on to say that the confidential, uh, he downloaded, these Taiwanese uh, nationals downloaded confidential files from Micron. From Micron. Mm-hmm. Those trade secrets are now worth nearly $9 billion, the agency said. Great. So, you know, 
Yep. It's important that you have your data secured mm-hmm. and not in the cloud. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> but in this case, this guy was at such a high level, he had access to it in the cloud or not in the cloud. He just took the data, right? You could have, you could have secured it. He had access. It doesn't matter. Well, he had he, the keys to the store. Yeah, that's right. He was, so, a, yeah. he was a top executive. The, the so, real story is here. Make sure you, you know who you're bringing into your company. So the trade secrets center on a technology known as DRAM, which DRAM. is DRAM, we call it, yeah. dynamic random access memory, which we all buy for our computers, mm-hmm. which these Chinese companies didn't have until the data theft, prosecutors said. So if convicted, each individual faces up to 15 years in prison and a $15 million fine. Good luck getting them back to the United States. That's all I can say. So we'll post that article or a link to that article, which is a CNET article. Mm -hmm. And All right. Well, thanks for that depressing news, Bob. (laughs) In in other news, uh, senators are demanding Zuckerberg fix his Facebook ad transparency tool. So you guys know that, you know, everyone's talking about the last election in 2016, how you guys were on Facebook and you saw an ad uh, or some sort of meme on Facebook. And somehow it was so powerfully written that it changed your vote from deciding to vote for uh, Hillary versus Trump. And uh, it's become such a, a crazy thing out there that you guys are so influenced that Facebook said, we'll fix it. And we'll come up with a transparency tool that will allow you, the Facebook user, to figure out who posted the meme. Well, guess what? It don't work. The little tool is supposed to be able to allow you to highlight or hover or get information about who posted the ad, right? Because, you know, Zuckerberg will tell you, it's the Russians posting this ad, kid. Be aware of it. Or it's so-and-so. Or it's so-and-so. It doesn't work. I actually uh, watched. Uh, if you guys are, if you have a subscription to HBO, there's a uh, program called Vice News, and they did a story on this too that you should check out. Um, because again, they did these experiments checking on if this tool works, where you could actually figure out who's posting your ad on Facebook, and it didn't work. The moral of the story is, Facebook doesn't work. <laughs> um, as far as the tool goes, and uh, be aware that. You know, you're not you're not going to know who's posting this stuff on on Facebook. And if you feel that you can be influenced by ads on Facebook, just turn it off. <laughs> Don't use it. Um, but it is out there. We'll put a link out there. The senators are demanding Zuckerberg fix it. And you go, guys. Um, you don't even know how the internet works. But you go make Zuckerberg fix it. We we all wish uh, you well and hope it works out well for you. So we'll put a link there for you. Check it out. It's another CNET article, but a very interesting. And kind of going along in that vein, Tuesday's election day and uh, midterm elections, how politicians know exactly how you're going to vote. Well, that didn't work out so well in 2016, but well, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but they don't know how you're going to vote, but they think they do. And here's what they do. They, they accumulate all sorts of data, right? Treasure troves of data from Google, Facebook. I mean, Obama was doing this back in 2012, um, trying to figure out how you're going to vote. They um they even buy the data, uh, your voting registration data from individual uh, from individual states um, that some charge for that data and some don't. Um, the information um, that I'm talking about here is called the Help America Vote Act, and the leg- legislation required states to maintain centralized computerized voter registration databases. So in some states, the information can be obtained for free. In other states, they charge uh, with fees ranging from two dollars and fifty cents in Arkansas to $30,000 in Alabama. Now, here in Connecticut, 
you know, we should charge for that, obviously, because we but uh, we fund elections, so then we're just building ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we shouldn't charge for it because it'll just, you know, we'd be screwing the man, and the man would be us. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, this data then starts building a database so that they can figure out the politicians can figure out who you might be if you're like who you might be likely to vote for or what or which issues you might be interested in. They even look at your phones. We all go. Or gas. They look at your phones to see what kind of apps you might have on them. So if you happen to have the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, they would they would assume you're educated. So I guess I'm a knuckle dragging Neanderthal. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's right. But if you have just Candy Crush, like Matt over there, right, Matt? If you just have Candy Crush on your phone, eh, you're not going to pay attention to anything. <laughs> I'm throwing Matt under the bus, but I have no idea if he has Candy Crush on there. They actually use all that, all these different information points to figure out how to market to you, and they might market to you via who knows what Facebook, TV. Uh, you know, I just I was I had Pandora running last night. I had all these political ads hitting me from Pandora. Um, it's amazing. We just get deluge with this stuff. Uh, so we'll put a link up here so you can figure out how they figure out what you're going to do on Tuesday, and then they'll be wrong. And they'll be like, wow, we had no idea. <laughs> but they're spending millions and millions of dollars well, to figure out. They got somebody convinced that they should buy this. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, I, I'm, like, I'm sure like, there's some level of information. It's like s- selling a deep freezer to an Eskimo. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he's got to keep his fish cold. Um so we'll put the link up here for you. You can, you can read you know, the, all the individual details about how they try to uh, use big data, is what it's called, to figure out what you're going to do on election day. They spend tons of money. And, and this, this election, $5 billion is being spent. It's the most expensive election so far. So we'll put that out there for you. Anything else you want to bring up, Bob? Uh Yeah. Online freedom is declining around the world, report, says report. Wait a minute. The free and open internet is not free and open? Oh, of course not. What oh, makes you think that? No. The internet is less and less free. Mm-hmm. Internet freedom declined globally last year, marking the eighth consecutive year in which overall online activity was curtailed, according to a report released Thursday by Freedom House, a democracy watchdog. Mm-hmm. 26 countries demonstrated declining internet freedom, yep. according to the report which surveyed 65 countries. Egypt, Sri Lanka, Venezuela, and the Philippines were among the countries showing the biggest drops in Internet freedom. Mm-hmm. Just 19 countries showed improvements. Okay. I don't think we were among them. We're at the top. Come on. Freedom House <laughs> measured a country's level of Internet freedom by looking uh, at access to uh, Internet, access to the Internet, limits mm-hmm. on content, including censorship, violation of user rights, including privacy laws, and records of arrests or attacks prompted by someone's Internet activity. Mm-hmm. So people actually getting arrested in countries based on where they go on the Internet. Or what they say. Or what they like say. Like in a comment, yeah. More than two-thirds of the countries surveyed had arrested people for what they said on the Internet. Mm-hmm. More than half of the countries exhibited significant online censorship, mm-hmm. Freedom House said. Election-related issues were behind declines in nearly half the country showing falls. Ali Funk, research analyst at Freedom House, said the slide in digital freedom was likely caused by targeted use of fake news and government control of data about its citizens. Mm. It's extremely worrisome, Funk said in an interview. Internet freedom in the U.S. also declined 
Freedom House said, citing the end of net neutrality. <laughs> That's crazy. The Cambridge Analytica scandal. Mm-hmm. Facebook concern about misinformation during the midterm elections. Right. And the renewal of FISA, uh, FISA Amendments Act, mm. which allows which, the government to routine collect personal information. Well, that should be worrisome. That, I, of all the things that you mentioned there, that is the most worrisome. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. A total of 71% of Internet users live in countries in which authorities had arrested or imprisoned people for what they said online, Freedom mm-hmm. House said, mm-hmm. while 55% live in places where online censorship is severe, which wow. I think probably includes China. Yes. Freedom House also said China had taken a grip on internet freedom. All right. The Chinese government interde- introduced a new surveillance uh, where they sur- surveil everybody. Yeah. It's a lot of work. <laughs> on the, uh, right. Well, they get it through the search engines, which right. Google has been working. We've reported Yeah, Dragonfly, that. right? Dragonfly. You got it. So. All right. Well, we'll put a link out we'll here for all this, guys. So, uh, so hang on. We're going to get to your calls. You got Frank in Portland, Jeff in Columbia, South Carolina, and Wayne in Terryville. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And let's get to your calls here. Nice enough to join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Frank first in Portland. Hey, Frank, what's up? Good morning. Um, having an email problem. I have okay. an old uh, AT&T.net um, account mm. and a couple of sub-accounts under it. Yep. And recently, last couple of days, when I try to get into my email, um, it always comes up, instead of going directly to my email, it comes up with manage accounts, and it shows me two accounts, the original account and one sub-account, but the third sub-account, I, I just can't get to that. So I think there's obviously some issue with that. Uh, just to stop for a moment, two questions I have. One is with issues I've had with uh, this email over time, I'm looking maybe to go in another direction. That's probably the most important question, like what email provider can I go to mm-hmm. and what's the best way to bring that down to my machine? The second question is, is there any way to <laughs> actually access that uh, that third sub account? Um, well, what are you using for a mail um, utility to read your mail? Um, I just just go right into the uh, your browser. Are you uh, using a browser? The or? Browser, yes. Okay, so yes. it's browser based. Um, so to access is based on just having your your password information for those accounts. Nothing we can really do about that if you don't have that information. Um, as far as having it fail, oh, you there, still Frank? Uh, yeah, there's there's something screwy with the line. Actually, I, I am able to access my email uh, for two of the sub-accounts. Right. Uh, what happens when I go into emails is manage the accounts. If I go into either one of the two accounts that shows up, I can get to my email. Right. It, it's jumping through hoops, but it's, you know, I can get there. The third account just doesn't even show up here, and so I, I can't even get to that. Yeah. So what's the domain name on the third account? Um, is it at what? At AT&T? At, at, at att.net. <laughs> Okay, so this is within AT and T. He must get you get free. These are free accounts you got with your internet service. Uh, this was with the phone service way back when. Yeah, when phones were on old fashioned lines, pot lines. Um, so yeah, so the account must be either disabled or turned off or damaged or who knows what. Um, if you can't get to that anymore, okay. And so I would need to contact them, Yahoo or AT and T or whoever. And Sadly, yes. Good okay. luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> Right, and that, that was, you know, I'll, I'll search around and find out how to try to get a hold of them. Mm-hmm. But my other question is probably the more important one. Right. How do I go to get away from this in the future? You need to create your own Frank at something email box. 
So you could try a third party. There's a couple that we, we've talked about lately. Okay. Um, it's Proton Mail is one that's out there. It's a free encrypted mail service run by uh, – it's out of, the, out of Switzerland, <laughs> so it might be okay. a little more secure. Okay. Um, or you can try Hush Mail out of Canada. Um, I haven't found any good American <laughs> options, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but those two are pretty popular for having getting your own secure mailbox set up. Um, you'd want to create a domain name for you, Frank. So instead of being Frank at AT&T, now you can be Frank at, you know, whatever you want to be called, um, at yourlastname.com if you wanted okay. to be, um, if your last name was in Smith or something like that. And, and when I contact either Proton or whoever, yeah. that's where I would set that up? Correct. So you'd go online, you'd, you'd go and get your account set up, and then you would use a tool, um, a mail utility, whether it be Outlook or you could use um, Thunderbird. I'm sure these other tools offer even browser-based mail, too, if you want to continue to use browser-based mail. But if you want to actually bring your mail down to your computer... Is that a better way to go? Well, that way if it doesn't get deleted on you by okay. accident, right? So if it's in the cloud, you have no control. If you've downloaded right. it, you have it at least. Okay. If you care to keep your email. I mean, maybe you're not doing anything where... Maybe it's just yoga and um, yoga appointments and you know, whatever. Who knows? <laughs> so that's not so much of an issue whether I keep it or... It's up to you. It, yeah, it's, it's not usually stuff is not that important. Yeah, so it's up yeah. to you. Okay. Well, we'll put a link to those two services. You can check them out. Great. Um, obviously, your internet provider might give you a good option, too. Who do you use for internet now? Uh, Frontier. I don't know if I... Yeah, uh, I hear you. You're back to Yahoo again, really. Right. <clears throat> so I would avoid that if I were you. Yes, yes. So right. those are really the things I would give you. Know, have you try. And you know, if you actually choose a mail service like the two I cho- I recommended or some other American one that you can find, but I haven't found one that I could recommend yet. Okay. Um, you know, that, that way you have more control over your email. All right. All right, Frank. Sounds good. Yeah, good luck. Thank you, and uh, enjoy your show always. Listen to it every week. Well, thank you, sir. We appreciate Thanks. it. All Take right. care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, let's go off uh, down south here. I think it's Jeff in Columbia, South Carolina. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Yeah. Oh, fine. And you, how you doing? Good, good. What can we do for you, sir? Uh, yeah, I had a question. Uh, I, I told him one thing, but something else came to mind. So I'm gonna go through what came to mind versus what I told you. That's fine. You can tell. Ask whatever you like, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, DNS. Uh, I was at a, uh, at a hotel that had Wi-Fi, so I was trying to put my laptop on uh, DNS. I had uh, a problem uh, trying to. Uh, Access uh, access the internet. Mm-hmm. I had to end up calling my uh, provider, so they had to be you know reconfigure uh, my laptop so I was able to you know, go on the internet. Does DNS interfere with uh, you know like a free wireless service you might be getting at a hotel or something like that? So you mean Open DNS, right? Open DNS, right? Yeah, it it shouldn't. Go ahead, Bob. Well, a lot of these. Uh uh, hotels that you go to and they give you the free wireless, they have what's called a walled garden. Mm-hmm. So what happens is is you have to subscribe to them. It's usually for free. They give you the access code, right. and that may or may not change every day. And what happens is you go in there, and they can actually control where you can go. So you're using their DNS. Right. So well, it doesn't that matter because they can block the sites through their filter. Through their filter, yeah. So the answer is yes and no, Jeff. Oh, okay, because I, I know uh, I, I don't feel comfortable using uh, a free Wi-Fi in a hotel anyway. I agree. Uh, I agree. 
Now, Open DNS, I have like three computers in my house. Uh, if I do, I have to put Open DNS on all of them or just the main desktop? Uh, the main router. If you could configure your router, the that's the best place to put it. Oh, it has, the router has to be configured? Yeah, we'll put some links up there for you, Jeff. And then if you configure the router for open, the proper DNS, it'll give it to everybody on your network automatically. We're hitting a hard uh, break here, Jeff. Do you want to hold on, or is that enough for you? Yeah, uh, yeah, I can hold on. All right, we'll hold on with more with Jeff from South Carolina. We'll be right back. And we are back. Matt's trying to wake me up. He didn't like that Candy Crush comment, I think. <laughs> Let's go on to Jeff, back in Jeff in Columbia. So, Jeff, you still there? Okay. Yeah, I'm still here. All right, sir. Yeah, so with OpenDNS, you want to configure your router, if you have control over your router. Um, to hand out OpenDNS's DNS addresses to your devices on your network. And you do that in the DHCP settings of your router. Okay, you say if I have control of my router. Well, yeah, I have control. Of, I thought you meant the, uh, the the company that owns the router that I'm leasing this from. Well, that's the but, thing, right? They can always default it on you. <clears throat> uh-huh. So you may not have as much control as you think you do. Right. So uh, I, I still would be, you think I would be able to go ahead and uh, uh, do open DNS? Maybe. I mean, if you, have, if you can log into the router and configure the DHCP settings to hand out those IP addresses, yes. If not, then your answer to your question is to put the open DNS on individual machines, like you said. Uh-huh. And that way they're still okay. protected. Okay. Because you can now, set those. Uh, what what what's the site? Where do I need to go to to get that link uh, so I can see some of your other uh, yeah. links that you have? It's the name of the show dot com, which works, uh, uh-huh. or computertalkwithtab.com. dot com. It's the name of our program, computertalkwithtab.com. dot com. Okay. Yep. Or our Facebook page if you like Tab Computer Systems. Uh, it's on the Facebook page. You you have the link for the uh, that you put out for everything. the show? Everything. Yep, everything's there. It's on Twitter. It's on our old-fashioned website, whatever you need. Oh, that sounds good. Okay. All right. All right, thank you. Hey, guys, I listen to you, and uh, you're a wealth of information. When I'm out walking, I'm listening to you. Y'all have me cracking up sometimes. But... <laughs> I'm, glad our, I'm glad our New England humor extends to the South, Jeff. It just stands to the south, to the east, and to the west. I love it. All right. Thank All right, you, sir. Y'all have, a, y'all have a good day. All right. You too, you sir. Too. All right. All bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. <laughs> it's good to hear we can, you know, crack people up in South Carolina. I like that. You can't be too serious. If you're too serious, why bother, right? Let's go to Wayne in Terryville. Hey, Wayne. Oops. You there, Wayne? I love your show. Thank you. Um, Jeff's a comedian, too. He should be... Should have his own show, I think. Down in South Carolina there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Hey, quick question. Yeah. I have a pop-up coming up on my computer that says a new version of Detect Safe Browsing is available to install. And I'm not sure what it is or whether I should say yes or no. I don't know either. Hang on. I've looked online for some things, but it's not giving me the information that relates to this. Now, I have a an HP desktop. Okay. Running Windows 10. It could be from your bank. Oh. You you do online banking, right, Jeff? I mean, right, Rain? Yes. Yes, I do. So a lot of these banks offer these tools to help you be a little more safe while you're online banking. 
and I, they include it, I think. Um, and so it's going to allow you to update that, which is, is okay to update. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it had something to do with the security <laughs> system, you know, within the, within the computer. And it's obviously it's not that. Okay, great. So that's you've answered my question. Sounds good. Great. I love your show. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> okay, guys. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. Bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah, sometimes the, the stuff that comes along with your banking tools there are just so – you just can't trust them. You're not, you're not sure what that uh, error is. That, is that a good error? Is it a normal error? Should I have this thing updated? I don't know. It seems fishy. I don't, I don't blame you for being concerned. But it turns out a lot of banks use it to have – uh, offer you a safer browsing experience <laughs> um, while you do your online banking and someone from Russia is watching you type in the codes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to Stan in Hanover. Hey, Stan. Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Hey, I put a, a few months ago, I put a wireless surveillance system in. Oh, I know. I actually can see you right now. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> What's up? I, I put it, had, I put the NVR through my router. I have my own personal router that mm-hmm. I have open DNS on. Nice. So we had a power outage the other day, and of mm-hmm. course I have a home, whole house generated that kicks in. Nice. Jeez. All right. Now, well, I live out in the sticks. All right. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and uh, now what I'm getting, I have one camera that works, Yeah. two cameras that say IPC something, and one that says failed authorization. Authorization or authenticity or something. Okay. And you're not authentic. I, um, yeah. what, what's ha- what's happening? I think is you're not getting an IP address to those cameras. Go ahead, Bob. He lost power. Mm-hmm. They yeah. powered back up. Got yep. different IPs, mm-hmm. and now he's got to reconfigure his whole network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got reconfigured my whole. Network. Well, you got to configure kind the of. cameras again. So you could try to power cycle the cameras. Have you tried that yet? No, I haven't. But I was just wondering if I reset my router with that it'll cause the problem again so what i think happened is that everything powered off and blipped on you right and then it came back on and the cameras came on faster than the router could give it an address i'm guessing and the camera came up with no address so if you just power cycle the cameras when i say power cycle my kids all look at me funny even though i've been saying it for 20 years it means you want to power it off and power it on by whatever method you need to do either the button or the take a battery out or disconnect it from the power. And then when you power it back on, it's going to ask the router for an IP address, and hopefully it'll give it to you. Yeah, well, actually, I think the, the – I thought it got its IP address from the NVR. That's, might. that's entirely possible. Yeah. But if the camera came up before before the NVR came up, no was, was handing out DHCP addresses, then it would get what there. they call an IPPA address – which is an automatic IP address, mm-hmm. and uh, which is uh, useless in this case. One sixty nine two fifty four something something. Yeah, useless. And so then it can't communicate. So if you re power cycle it while the NVR is up, it mm-hmm. should get a new IP address from okay. the NVR. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is on the display. If it gets a different IP address, you may need to rediscover those cameras. Right. Oh, okay. So you may have to bust out the manual when you first set them oh, up. Yeah. That means that means that to rediscover those cameras, I'm going to have to take them physically down and bring them in. Well, let's hope not, Stan. Let's hope it's just a power cycle. <laughs> you should be able to if they they can communicate where they are. You should be able to rediscover them. Yeah, after you power cycle them and they get the proper address, and that should be in your manual how to do that. Okay. Uh, so, open DNS isn't 
handing them out a... No, a no. Gift. OpenDNS doesn't hand out anything to do with that. Okay, because it, it, that is plugged into my router. That's great. OpenDNS has to do with the internet, not your individual camera's IP addresses. Okay. The camera's IP addresses are internal network addresses. The OpenDNS addresses have to do with the whole directory of the outside Getting internet. out to the internet. Your cameras don't need to get out to the internet, so... DNS doesn't make any difference to them. Right. Okay. So I'm going to I'll see if I can find a manual someplace. I got it. I don't know where I put it, but I'm going to see if I can find it. If not, I'll go online and see if I can. Yeah, you should be able to find it online. And, uh, <clears throat> see what happens. Uh, all four cameras were working until we had this power outage. And now oh. I got one, cam- one camera that works and three that don't. Yep. Nope. That's, that's what happens with power outages. Everything changes. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, Stan. Bye-bye. It's always about the order of things, <clears throat> which comes on first. Yeah, well, cameras are generally a little quicker because they have less f- firmware to kind of read to get back online, right. whereas your NVR has a whole bunch of things that it does, <laughs> kind of like a little computer. Yeah. So it takes a little longer for it to boot up. Speaking of that, came home Friday from a busy day, rough day. It was a long day at work. Uh-huh. I want to sit down and just watch something on TV. And you remember the song, right, from the boys, Three Dead Trolls in a Baggie, that every OS sucks? In some of their lines, they talk about their TV not taking a week to mute it. Well, my TV didn't want to display a darn thing. It just showed a gray screen, a nice gray screen, with a a morning um, clock on it, which is completely incorrect. And I'm messing with cables. I'm powering things off and on in my receiver and my TiVo. I can't get the darn TV to show me a picture. I can hear it. I can hear the channel. I just can't see it. So I'm thinking, okay, great. My TV's fried. That's what I'm thinking. What do I do? I open up the manual. (laughs) (laughs) No. I did. (laughs) I-R-T-F-M. Read the flipping manual. And within the manual, it says, if this happens to your TV, you have to power cycle the TV in a more harsh way. So I had, to pull un- the plug. I had to pull the plug. <laughs> and literally what happened was the Android operating system that runs my TV froze. And it wouldn't show me a, disc- a screen. Now now we're to the point where our TVs do take a week to mute them. Because <laughs> you're running an operating system and every OS sucks. But after I got it to power back up, the TV was happy again after I you know, forced it down and back up again. But we're supposed to be making progress here, folks. I was pulling what little left of my hair out to figure out how to get a screen, a picture on my silly screen, and it was an operating system issue. I'm not sure we're making progress. We're going to step out for a quick break. Chris and Ralph, hang on. Two lines open for you guys, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we talked about is posted on computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works. Facebook, if you like us on Tab Computer Systems, it'll get into your news feed if Mark Zuckerberg deems the word the newsworthy. And if you follow us on Twitter, right after you're reading Trump and Musk uh, over at Tab Computer Sys, we're there as well. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I have no idea what Matt's playing this morning. Oh, okay. All right. November rain. All right. Good point. And uh, we'll be here to help you out with your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Actually, that was done probably when it was, you know, back in the 80s, right? Yeah. All right, let's get back to your calls here. Uh, going to Chris in East Hartford. I have no idea what Chris is calling about other than it's a computer issue. Hey, Chris, what's up? Hi, guys. Great show. Thanks. Um, 
I have a problem with a Lenovo desktop. All right. Um, it's seven, <clears throat> eight months old. Oh, it brand new. Warranty. I bought the extended warranty. Wow. Um, the problem is, mm-hmm. and this happened a few months back, and then it resolved itself. It went away. Mm-hmm. I get a gradually scrambling picture. It'll start out as a wobble on the display, and then the uh, it looks like the pixels are getting messed up, oh boy. and it will get really, really bad and ugly, and I can't see anything, and then I will get a black screen, and it won't come back from that. Wow. What do you got to do to get it back up? Do you got to reboot it? I have to reboot it, yes. And then it comes back fine? It comes back okay. Um, it, it's like it comes in cycles. Hmm. Now, here's the things that I've tried. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have tried a different monitor. Same thing happens? The same thing happens. Okay, so it's a computer. Yeah. Um, the other things that I have tried, um, I've tried um, new drivers, um, the monitor drivers, and no. this morning I did a firmware driver. Now, it, since I did the firmware driver, I haven't experienced anything yet. Okay. When I did the monitor driver, it seemed to improve, and then it came back again. Yeah, no. It's not um, your monitor. I tried it's... the diagnostic tool mm-hmm. from the Lenovo website, mm-hmm. the hardware diagnostics, and it was scrambling while it was running, <laughs> and it still told me that there's nothing wrong. Everything is fine. Okay. We th- I think it's your video card. And that could be. Now, my son tells me that the video card is incorporated with the motherboard. Yes, sir. So where can I go from here? Like I said, I do have the extended warranty, but I'm afraid he tells me they're going to send it out, and I'm afraid I'm just going to get a new computer back, and I'm going to lose all my information. Well, back it up. That's a good point. Okay. Um, I'm trying. And I'm not a real computer-savvy person. I'm an old guy. Okay. But anyways, well, so um, I. yeah, <laughs> old guys can still be yeah, that's I have on my um, little flash drive. I've been able to back up to that. All right. Um, so you won't lose your data then, right? I don't want to lose things. But, well, did you, so if you backed it up, you're good, right? I hope so. <laughs> I'm not real confident in that. I can tell. I've backed things up before, and then I tried to bring them up, and I, it said, how do you want to bring this up? And I couldn't get it to come back. When up. you backed them up, did you simply copy and paste them, Chris? No, I didn't copy and paste You them. ran a backup utility. I did the uh, um, I did the thing with the little flash drive. Okay, so you, you did a backup utility. You ran the backup that came with Windows, X, Windows 10, That's right? correct, yes. Okay. Go get another flash drive. Or an external hard drive from Best Buy or Staples or wherever. Okay. Plug it into the USB port. Yep. Go to your documents that you are worried about. Yep. Right-click on the document folder, copy. Go over to the uh, new drive letter that's going to pop up when you plug the hard drive in. You're going to get an F or an E or who knows what drive letter you're going to get. Navigate to that. Right-click, paste. Now you've done a backup. (laughs) And all the documents, you can see them. They're not in some sort of funky format. Do that um, first. Anything else that <clears throat> comes to mind that I can try? No. Yes. It's, you really? Yes. Bob's got an idea. I don't think so. I think it's DOA, but you're going Well, ahead. no. I think your video card is bad. Yeah. But in order to get Lenovo to honor the agreement. No, you got to call them, yeah. No, no, no. no before you, you call them. Okay. Before you call them, yeah. you've got to reboot your computer and go into the diagnostic screen. He ran those. 
Okay. While I was scrambling, it was running diagnostics, right, Chris? Yes, that's correct. And yeah, yeah you, you want to just select, don't select everything, just select like the video. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it'll, regardless of what it does, it'll give you a code. Yes, and I saw that last night. I did not write it down. If you write <laughs> down the code, that's half okay. your battle. That's what you give Lenovo when you call in. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they tell you that it's good, you tell them it's an intermittent problem, and then it is bad. Yeah. But they won't do anything with you until you give them that code. So he's trying to save you some time on the phone. <clears throat> okay. And then you got to have it repaired, Chris. Sorry. Thank you very much for your. Or help. you can replace right, the video card. It might be well, easier. Well, it's on board. You can still usually put a, and on desktop you, it has a slot you can put a video card. Well, in. that's true. You can just punt everything. You just got to go buy a video card, Chris. And do I take the? Do I plug it into a USB? Or? No, no. You have to open up the computer. Okay, I'm, I'm taking it apart and finding a video card, and my son can help me with that. Yeah. Okay, it's not going to have a video card in it to start with, but it'll have a slot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your son can help you with that. Okay. All right, Chris. Thanks, guys. You're you're welcome. You shouldn't have to do that. You got a warranty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes the, the sometimes the warranty is just not worth it. No, but yeah, but if you're, why, I I agree. The extended warranties you shouldn't pay bother with. Period. Why would you pay for it and not use it? All right, heading on to Ralph in West Hartford. Hey, Ralph, morning, what's up? Good morning, guys. Morning. Um, my wife and I uh, just bought a uh, a desktop computer for our 13 year old grandson. And, you know, I've activated some stuff and everything else, but I've, I'm, I know you talk about canine a lot. And In the past. To make sure that I should put that on there. Well, we've we've gone away from canine and moved on to OpenDNS. OpenDNS? <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, canine was a great tool. I went on there that um, canine is, no, is a freebie, but no longer a, a paid kind of thing. It neither was paid. Yeah, it never was paid. Okay. Um, but I would check OpenDNS out, same thing, and you can protect your... Your grandson. Okay. Yeah, because I don't know what he's going to go looking at. <laughs> yes, you do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with a 13-year-old, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Have you, a good week. You got it, Ralph. Yep. Bye. Bye-bye. Yep. I can tell you. 13-year-olds are curious about lots of things. <laughs> yes, sir. Let's go on to Ken in West Hartford. Hey, Ken. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Well. Thanks. Good. So um, going back just a couple of minutes ago, I just bought a, a brand new smart TV. I love my uh, dumb TVs, but mm-hmm. they're harder to find. So yeah, bought a new smart TV, um, hooked it up to the wireless internet. Mm-hmm. That was fine, but it hoses all the other devices in my house. So basically, you know, pulls the signal away, and I can't connect to anything. N- if what? I wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? So you plug your smart TV in as a device, and all of a sudden, all the other devices can't talk. Yeah, it basically takes all the all the bandwidth, literally takes all the bandwidth, and, and just on the TV. And I went through this routine like four times, so I know exactly what's happening. Yeah. And it, but if I disconnect the TV again, my three cell phones, my three computers, you know, the whole house is happy. As soon as I say connect to my smart TV, smart TV's happy. I can go to Amazon Prime. I can go to Netflix. All that stuff. But it, it literally sucks the life out of everything else in my house. I think you got an IP conflict. That's my guess. So what's happening? I actually had the Frontier guy there because he was doing some other stuff. I've got Frontier for Internet, which I love, by the way. Bandwidth is awesome for all my devices. Well, maybe um, not, but, but go ahead. <laughs> he could, but he couldn't, he couldn't help me with it. Yeah, what's your bandwidth, Ken? What's that? What is your bandwidth? 
I don't know. Oh, come on. You can't say it's the greatest band with on the planet and not even know how big it is. Well, I know I can have like three different TV shows, three teenagers streaming on their cell phones and having every other device in the world hooked up. Except a smart TV. Right? Except the smart TV. Right. As soon as I hook the smart TV in, then everything else just slows to a crawl or dies. So, Ken, in the break, we have to go to a hard break here. I need you to go to one of your computers and go to uh, Xfinity Speed Test. I want you to do a speed test. Okay? I'm well, gonna it's put not Xfinity, it's Frontier. No, I know it isn't. You're going to use Xfinity to do the speed test. And you're going to find out how fast your bandwidth is. You're gonna, we're going to bring you back up after the 10 o'clock news, okay? So hang on. Uh, go I, in. I can't do that because I'm on the road. Ah, oh, so. oh, Ken. Yeah, All right, then hang on either way. We're still going to talk okay. to you, okay? Because we want to try to solve your issues, if you don't mind. You going to hang on? Thank you. Appreciate All right, it. we're going to have Ken hang on. So, guys, you need to know how big your bandwidth is if you say it's a good bandwidth. I mean, you can't say it's yay big or ya big or so big. We need numbers. Um, so run those speed tests. They're very important. Uh, we're going to be back after the news here. Danny and uh, Ken, hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t